Duck South Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. We're mass communicating. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. This is the End of the Line Podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I give it a, uh, a 10. A 10. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. And now, here your host, Rocky LaFleur. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the butt. Josh Webb. Sorry I had a fight in the middle of your butt. I'm party. And Jake LaTondres. I'm bad news. Also starring Rob Crew. I bet this guy's into the woods a hundred bucks. And Bradley Ramsey. Bill Martin inside. Showtime. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Showtime, everybody. Showtime. Welcome to the End of the Line podcast. I'm Rocky LaFour in the Ducktown Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. may not be Monday. I got an old groom here. Roberto. How's the Tennessee River treating you these days? Uh, Tennessee River's great, man. We've been been banging them pretty good up there. Can't catch them on the couch. <laughs> Can't catch them on the couch. 2019. Sure. Summer of 2019. Yeah, it's fixed to have to switch over to 2020 here come season, but right now I can't catch them on the couch. 2019 still in full force. The tour is real. All right, you know this is where I'm going to start this whole thing. Um, you may, I'll let you decide how much you want to talk about it, but over the weekend, you kind of went on a tear, I heard. I'm not over there on the old unguided page. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I've, I've been on that page, I think, since I, I don't know, maybe a charter member, I think, to be honest with you. But I I guess I I thought everybody just kind of, you know, made fun of each other and stuff. And apparently uh, I'd had a couple of beers, I figure, and uh, anyway, started started in on some boys there. And uh, anyway, I, I, get, I guess I made some people upset, uh, you know. I guess it's one of those deals where, you know, what somebody somebody told me one time once the toothpaste is out, you're not getting it back in the tube. I think I think it may be one of those deals. Now I, I thought it was all I thought everybody on there just kinda made fun of each other, but uh apparently that's not the not the deal here. So I don't know. Supposedly supposedly you told me and I quote to shut my mouth. And be quiet. So um, I don't know where that came from. But well, somebody uh, asked me I if I could get you off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess, I mean, damn, it must have been. I mean, wow. Yeah, I mean, between that gag order and that uh, kicking me off the podcast, I mean, wow, pretty serious stuff. I mean. Everything that happens on Facebook is a hundred percent official and true all the time. You know, there's Always. never any. There's, there's, you ne- there's no jokes. There's no, 
I mean, everything that happens is 100% real. It's like, it's like, I mean, it's, I guess it's, I thought it was like being a weatherman, you know, being on Facebook, like some's true, some's not, but no, it's not. It's, it's, by God, it's Bible. Whatever happens in Facebook is 100% Bible. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I guess I made a couple of folks upset, so I don't know. It's not the first time. Have y'all kissed and made up yet? Or is it still... No, no, not yet. I, I'm expecting, I'm hoping it to happen any time now. Um, I have not, uh, have not received that call or message, but uh, I guess we were too busy trying to figure out, you know, why you told me to sh- shut my mouth or, or quit running my head or whatever, whatever the quote was. So... I don't know. I mean, really, I mean, I, thought, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I thought everybody on there joked around. I, I didn't realize that, you know, we were going to throw hands or whatever. So, go ahead. When this first started, they were, I will say this about Rob. I want everybody to know this. It started out as... Not only Rob taking up for Duck South, but taking up for me. And I was like, Rob, man, I'm not worried about it. You don't have to. <laughs> you see, your words were two tears in a bucket. <sighs> not gonna finish it. Yeah, but... I, mean, I, I don't know. I just thought, like, I thought it was a two-way. Like, I thought, you know, people that was. I thought you could mess with people that were messing with people. I didn't realize that, you know, I had crossed the line until the, you know, until 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 some people were contacted by a certain person, uh, saying that I, you know, this and that. I'll just leave it at that. But you know, man, I mean, I was on vacation. I had a few beers. My kids were asleep. Watching the NBA Finals, that was over. I didn't want to watch Sports Center, so I got on unguided to have a little friendly fun. And next thing you know, we're talking about it Wednesday, whatever day it is. Hmm. But it was a. I, I think we're, I think it's going to be a good a good makeup. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to make for a very successful, warm makeup. If not, there's going to be a uh, boat paddle in the woods in Arkansas this year. Yeah. Somewhere. Well, yeah. It won't be the first time I've had my ass kicked. But, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I can't, you know, whatever. Hey, I I hope to ask you this, ask you this before we dive off on it real deep. You see, you see Jesse's message to, Estes this morning in the group message. Not going to say it on, on the air. Yeah. That damn Jesse. That damn Jesse is getting tough, buddy. Yeah, he's he's uh. I think the heat's getting to him. He's starting to crack that whip a little bit. I don't know. I guess it's the heat or something, or maybe it's the corn crop. But he's he's starting to he's starting to slang that whip. All right. So Estes is up in Omaha. You know, Estes has complained 
oh man, a ton about the whistler from Bandy. I guess that you heard that if the if the whistler whistled at TD Ameritrade, he, he was gone. He's getting kicked out. Is this to you? Is it a freedom of speech issue, or is it just getting rid of an annoyance? Which side I mean, do you land I'm on? Gonna be, and I'll know it's very annoying. But for the Mississippi State fans to say that it's annoying, like we talked about last week or week before, is pretty pretty special because there is nothing worse than going to or watching a football game with 50,000 people ringing cowbells. There's nothing worse. And if they can prove it, then go ahead. But I have to watch the games on mute on the Egg Bowl because I, I can't listen to that. And so what's the difference in a whistle, one guy whistling, and 50,000 people ringing cowbells? I, I, I See, it, it doesn't bother me. Now especially cowbells? that he's... No, 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 the whistler. Cowbells oh. annoy me. Look, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in the cowbell deal. Somebody is going to get really, really drunk. It's happened in the past, but a lawyer was never hired. I'm telling you, somebody's going to get hit with a cowbell. They're going to sue Mississippi State, but that's not where it's going to stop. It's going to go all the way to the SEC office. They're going to sue the SEC. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it's happened multiple times, you know, several times. But I just, I, you know, they're anyway. I mean, they're they're banned. They're, I mean, they're not supposed to be there. You're also not supposed to have whiskey in the stadium. But I never abided by that. But it, it wasn't a cowbell. The Vandy Whistler so, does I mean, not bother me though. Because especially now that he is using his whistling to lead the crowd. If you if you listen to what he's doing, he's going, and then everybody's clap, clap, clap. Clap, clap, clap. It used to just be a constant whistle. That was annoying to me. It's pretty annoying regardless, but like I said, you know, it's not as annoying as something. Would you ever imagine, would you have ever thought that the guy leading the whistles is a preacher? Do you know that? That's true. Yeah. No. He's got, be- he's got a beautiful mullet. What, what denomination is he if he is a preacher leading this Church kind of annoying time. tack? On fans. Church and Nat- what the church and church and Saturday Saints. <laughs> he he could literally be if you look at him. He really could be the one to lead the church and Saturday Saints. His hair is beautiful. <laughs> Jesse called it a waterfall. <laughs> Oh, that's what I was thinking about last night. This guy's a preacher. He's really following the Bible, but yet he goes to the game and annoys the hell out of people. I'm going to say he's a Pentecostal. 
could be. It's hard to tell, man. I mean, you know, like 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 you say, there's assholes in every group. Just look at Facebook. But what, but I digress. I guess it could be several things, but I'm sticking with the uh, Church of Latter-day Saints uh, because that just it just rolls right off the tongue a little bit better. I do though. That, I, I'm telling you that hairdo is awesome. Is there is there not two of them? Is there just one of them? I heard there was two. There, well, there was a there was a disciple that started following the the whistling Christ. Yes, wow. there was a disciple that picked up and followed, started probably a year after him. So, yes, there is two. There are two. Wow. Well, I mean, there you have it. They're about to tee off here in about nine minutes, I guess. Yeah, 2.35, we're recording this on Wednesday. It's about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. What's your prediction on that game? Man, I, Mississippi State's hot, but they should have been beat by Auburn, you know, if it wasn't for that third baseman with the Dumbo ears. Um, I think he did hit the home run, though, to put him up. But he completely, 100% lost the game in the, on defense. But I think Vanderbilt's just too good, man. They just got too many good players. And I, I think Mississippi State loses, but I'm not counting them out. I think they lose today, but I'm still not, not going to give up on them. All right, one of our favorite things to talk about. Look, let's let's take the red and blue out of it, okay? Let, let's look at this from a statistical standpoint. Going in to the top of the night, or, or the bottom of the night, on Sunday night, Mississippi State, according to what I saw, there was only like a 2% chance that they win that game. Yeah. That's one of our – I mean, you, you and I love to talk statistics because statistics usually lead you to the right outcome. Especially right. like, you know, you and, you and I in the past in these football, basketball, baseball shows have talked about, all right, going into the fourth quarter, Alabama was uh, – you know, sixty percent chance to to win the ball game or hit the line or whatever. Yeah. You know, what got me is people came at me when I said, "Man, Mississippi State was lucky." When well, you're lucky, everybody was lucky. Chance that is luck. That- of course it was luck. It was luck when Eli won the Super Bowl the first time against the Patriots when what's-his-face Tyree caught it on his helmet. I mean, that's what sports is. It's luck. Not everything is skill. I mean, what? of course they should have lost. Like I said, if the third baseman knew how to play third base, they would have lost. It wouldn't even have been questionable. He made like two or three of the most boneheaded plays I've ever seen. And I'm not even talking about oh, the man. end of the game. Like, something. The sixth inning, when he he got that little routine grounder, all he had to do was tag the uh, what's his name MC Hammer out, and then he does some crazy like tri- triple crow hop and throws it into the bushes. I mean, what, <laughs> I mean, what do you what do you expect? I mean, I what do you, I mean? What, of course, it was luck. It takes luck to win. You don't think the fourth and twenty five was luck? You don't think like you you think. 
you think Alabama? You think Auburn returning a field goal for 107 yards against Alabama wasn't luck? I mean, what? Of course, it's luck. That's sports. I guess I should have re. I should I should have rephrased that for you, Rob. What What would you have thought the percentage was for Mississippi State going into the bottom of the ninth, down four to one, uh, to win that ball game? Well, honestly, since it was Auburn, I I wouldn't have said less than five percent, but I wouldn't have said much more than that. So, you know, I mean, look, Mississippi State won the game. They got the guys on base. They scored the runs. As we take a as we take a moment in this Mondays with Rob while Rob is taking a piss break, we'd like to remind you that this piss session is brought to you by Diet Coke. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I just took. I just took a leak on the side of a, a Horizon gas station in the back facing I-40. So, I mean, it's a good thing I'm not very endowed. So, I'm, I'm, All right, well, I'm let me ask you this, Rob. Let me ask you this. All right, before the game starts, it's going to be a tough one for Mississippi State. I think she'll be a tough one for Vanderbilt, too. The problem with this bracket is Louisville's stacked with pitching. Whoever wins this game has to face Louisville, and Louisville's sitting there, dude, geez. They've got all the hitting and the pitching in the world. But State's facing Rocker today. The guy, some may know his name, he threw a no-hitter last week for Vandy. It's going to be a tall task. I don't care how good of a hitting team you are. He's pretty freaking good. Yeah, he's he's great. I mean, you know, it's gonna take it's gonna take whoever does not screw up is gonna win the game. It's not rocket science. Whoever plays better, you know, and gets lucky, is gonna win the game. So I see a know, low scoring game. I, like a four-two, three-one. I don't think they'll score that. Yeah, I don't know if they'll score that many. I don't know what the total is. I haven't looked, but I, I guess it's under four. I mean, you know, it, think about it like this: How many runs did Mississippi State have before Dumbo booted the ball around all day long? Bad <laughs> <laughs> one. one, right? Wow. Well, these bad. Here's my question to you, Rob. Why do you put you put a guy in the pitch against an excellent hitting team that throws nothing but fastballs? I mean, the guy is known for his fastball, and you put him in in the bottom of the ninth, he gets smushed. Yeah, I don't know. Even the, they showed him warming up, and they were like, oh, he's been sore, and he's they screwed him up, bringing him back too fast, and he's – I mean, you knew they were doomed from the start. That's what I knew that Mississippi State was going to win when 
and they showed that goober head warming up out there throwing meatballs 90 to the miles an hour right down the middle. I mean, I could hit that. Well. Hey, let me ask you this. Way off topic of baseball. Is it required somewhere that we're not seeing in the rule book that every team has to have a token black guy? Well, I mean, I think this is a tough one. I think if you look at baseball as a whole, like with Major League Baseball, you know, most of the Major League guys are foreign. You know, they're uh, Hispanic or DR or Haitian or whatever. You know, and most of them are, you know, there's how many white guys play Major League Baseball? I mean, these kids go to play college baseball, and then their state – like, Jake Magnum is going to be the number one state farm agent in Mississippi. There's no question. He's going to be a great state farm agent. I hope I get insured through it. I may call him about some term life insurance. But these kids, like, you know, they get scholarships, they go through school, and then that's it. I mean, they can get drafted, and some of them, like, I've got a friend from home who – I mean, he played for like two years, and that was it. I mean, the shelf life is. I mean, you're you're just not. It's just not very likely. But I that okay. Hold on. Hold on. I, that came across in a very racial way. Let me say it in two ways. Number one, the Michigan coach the other night said in his interview, like in the fifth inning, his team represented what most towns look like. What he was referring to, he had a lot of black players. Those from the South had one. Well, there's two problems with that in the South. Usually you recruit and put one on scholarship that's really fast. But number one, biggest thing is, a lot of people don't know, but baseball doesn't have but 11.7 scholarships. So, you're asking a lot of your players to pick up and pay part of their tuition. What kids from the inner cities in the South know, do you know, that has the money to go pay $7,000 a semester at Ole Miss to play baseball? I, I mean, I see your point, but I, I seriously don't think that's the that's the big picture here. I think I, I think I think I can tell you what the big picture is. I could be wrong, but I think this whole deal has to go with baseball and the decline in America. It's boring to all those kids. It's too long. Like I'll sit there and watch baseball. I, I used to watch the Cardinals until they've lost like forty seven of the last forty nine games. But the games are forever. They're like four and a half hours long. You know, an I NFL agree. football game is the NFL football game, the halftime is like 10 minutes. Those kids that – the kids that were playing baseball are playing basketball and football and do not care about baseball. They could care less. So there's less kids playing baseball now. And the good kids that play in the SEC, you know, are just what they are. They're they're good, but a lot of them are never going to play Major League Baseball. And Well, they're, the nev well, they're never going to get a scholarship to play in college because there's not enough scholarships to go around. Unless you're going because to Vegas. nobody cares. If if baseball was 
generating the money that football is in the SEC, you would see them raise the scholarships. But it's not. It's not a moneymaker. It, it's a moneymaker at Ole Miss and Mississippi State and maybe Arkansas, but I don't even know about that. Because nobody cares. The games are too long. The kids don't care now. There is, we got the new generation of kids that play the iPad for an hour and a half and they're bored. And they don't care. It's not – you can't – they don't want to sit there and watch nine innings of baseball. I do. That's what I I'm saying. It. But that's what I'm saying. Which is first, chicken or the egg? They don't care because there's no chance of going anywhere past high school with it unless you're, the you know, the number one player in the state that's going to get drafted. There's no avenue for that guy that's an A-minus player to take. You get what I'm saying? So which came first, the don't care? I think the decline came first. I think the don't care came along because the timing of the games and how boring everybody got with it. I'd be fine with the I mean, any game. You, I mean, would that be fine? I mean, do they have to play 162 games to figure out who's the best team? I mean, I can tell you who the best six teams are right now. Do we really need to play for – I mean, you think the NBA season is long. But anyway, regardless, I, you know, I agree with you, but I think, you know, what you got to look at in college baseball is these kids that are getting drafted in high school at first and second round that go pro, you never hear of them because they're in – they're already in single A or the development league or whatever they call it now in double A. Like, they're already playing pro ball. They don't have to go to college. The ones that do go to college don't get drafted in the top three rounds, and they're like, well, I'll go to college and get better. And sometimes they get better, and sometimes they get worse. So, you know, you might as well go to school and get your PE degree or whatever, criminal justice or whatever you want to get. And that's no offense to criminal justice degree holders. I'm just saying that, you know, go ahead and get your degree and and, uh, get it paid for, and if you – don't get drafted, then, well, sitting sit better than I am with my student loans. I agree with you about baseball, 100%. 162 games. Why in the world? 162 nine-inning games. That is absolutely ridiculous. Well, it used to be cool because nobody cared about basketball and nobody cared as much about football. So it was cool. Oh, yeah. But now you have, you have football that lasts – the college game lasts forever, but everybody loves college and they're passionate about it. The NFL game lasts three hours tops. The NBA game lasts two hours, two and a half hours. That's it. And it's over. And it's fast-paced. And they don't take five minutes between innings. And they don't take – I mean, halftime takes 15 minutes tops. You know, college basketball, two hours flat with a 20-minute halftime. So there's just faster things going on. Baseball's slow. Maybe that's what I like. Do you think that football and basketball are culture-driven? Well, be popular? I'm sure that. Yeah, yeah, everything is culture-driven. Because you used, yeah, you used I mean, to live – I'm going to go deep here on you. You used to live in a day and age 30 years ago where the old white-collared white man kind of drove the culture. Now you have a culture that's driven by 
uh, a rap culture, inner city culture. And that's those two, the two sports that those guys are playing. Well, I mean, would you, if you were there, would you rather play baseball with nine dudes and take six hours to play, or would you rather play five-on-five basketball or seven-on-seven football? I mean, these kids are freaking athletes, man. They don't want to sit there and watch the grass grow. You're right. I don't know. I mean, I, I see your point, but I don't think it's as much of a – I don't know that it's – I don't know that you can wrap it around that when it's – I think it's a little bit deeper and long-term decline of fans that's caused it. I mean, I think the Hispanic players were taking over baseball in the late in the late 80s and early 90s. I mean, I know me and you are the only people on Duck South that had a rotary phone and had a, you know, satellite dish and – you know, used to have to pick up girls at the bar and not use Tinder, but it's not, it's just slower, man. It's just, everything is so fast paced now. Everything is instant, and there's nothing instant about baseball. Close it out on this one. College athletes, should they get any money at all? Yes. They should be paid, absolutely, 100%. It shouldn't be a question. This is I don't understand how they're not getting paid. The NCAA is the biggest sham in the world. Every, all of them should be getting paid. The women's rifle team at Ole Miss should be getting paid. I see. I agree with you. A lot of people, you, a lot of people you, are in disagreement with that, big time. Not when you're charging a hundred dollars a ticket to go to a ball game. I, I sure didn't come to see the the teachers of the NCAA or the Ole Miss administration to watch a football game. Hundred bucks a ticket. If we're no, still talking twenty dollars a ticket, twenty five dollars a ticket, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, but when you're not generating even, not even, a couple of hundred million, yeah, and the, you know the TV contracts. I mean, each school. I can't remember the exact amount, but like at one time, each school was getting like. Seventeen to twenty-five million dollars, depending on what bowl they went to, and everything. I, I mean, share was thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight last year. I could live off that. So yeah. So okay, you got that, and then another. Okay, another thing you got to look at, because I've been told this before. Say you have a state college, say Tennessee, Knoxville, whatever, Ole Miss, State, whatever. You got these doctors that are professors, okay? They went to school for however many years. They got their doctorate. They're professionals. They're 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 professionals. They're making like a twenty fifth of what an assistant coach is making. So yeah, I can see where that burns them up. And they're like, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm teaching kids, blah blah blah. These coaches are just doing X's and O's and making six million a year, but. That's where the money's coming in. You got to follow the money. I mean, wherever the money's coming in is where it's going to be, and the money's coming in through TV contracts and uh, the SEC. I don't know why. I don't know how the NCAA still exists, to be honest, but they do. And Jerry Rice on the NCAA commercial talking about how awesome his degree from McNeese State or whatever was. They can just kiss Mississippi my ass. Valley. Calm down, Delta Thanks. Devil. Thank I'm you. Delta Devil. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. All right, let me give you a scenario. Uh, Auburn 
was rumored to pay, I'm about 95% sure on this, rumored to pay Cam somewhere around 300000 Cam Newton, back in the day. Right. Cam Newton gets hurt. Um, let's say the 10th game of the year. He played one year at Auburn. What if he had never made it to the NFL? As special of an athlete as he was. He well, ne- I mean, and he nobody- never made a living that he worked his whole life for. I mean, that's why they have, that's why all these big superstars have the Lloyds of London insurance policies. I think Eli had 10 or 13 million, something like that. So, I mean, how many of them have it, though? Well, I mean, a lot of the good ones do. The really, really good ones. You got, I mean, you know, but still, I understand what you're saying. I mean, yeah, it would suck. Like, Leo Lewis got whatever, 10 or 15 grand, and he sucks now. So, if he don't get drafted, then he got 10 grand to go play for state. And, well, he got more than that. He got money from Ole Miss and money from State, but so he gets money from them in LSU, and it's not enough money to account for anything. I mean, yeah, to an 18-year-old, 30 grand is awesome, but in the grand scheme of things, you're the number one linebacker in the, I don't remember if it was the state or the country or what, but you're, you know, you've got talents playing the NFL, and now with all these distractions and crap that's going on, he's probably not even going to make it. Mm-mm. He may. I don't know. I don't pay attention to him. He's whatever. But I don't. I don't know. I don't think he's that good. Man, if you just really sit back and you think about the revenue that these kids are generating, it, it, it is such a reminder of the plantation days, pre-Civil War. All these black athletes bringing in all this money. And and you know the NCAA is very liberal, very liberal. But if you if you really sit back and think about it, well, you know the the old plantation owners say, well, we're giving you food, giving you a house to live in, you know this and that. That ought to be enough. Well, you know that's kind of the same thing that the universities and NCAA say now. We're giving you food. We're giving you an education. How to be good enough? Place to stay. I've had a lot of these athletes up here at Oxford, say a lot, a few, live in our rental properties. I don't care what anybody tells you, a middle-of-the-road athlete that plays 20 plays a week, he's he's barely surviving while the school is raking in millions, up on millions. Yeah, it's a it's a bad deal, but it, the NCAA is to blame. I mean, the schools are the schools are just doing what they're getting. I mean, I you know they're in a they're they're just they're stuck. I mean, we can't, can't start. You know, you you know you pay the good the blue chip kids. You pay them. We, everybody knows that. People that deny that college kids are getting paid are just insane. But the blue chip kids get paid. But the guys like you're talking about that go to practice every day, that practice however many days it is, I don't know. We need to ask Calvin or somebody. But you play, you practice whatever it is, 150, 200 days a year, work out three days, four days a week, whatever, or every day, I guess. But in study hall for that. Yeah, in study hall. But and, and they say that your education is that's paying for that. I mean, you can get a freaking 
minority scholarship and go to school for free for doing nothing. Why, you know, these kids are, you know, bringing in millions of dollars, like you said. So I don't know. I, I don't think it. I don't think it matters if you're what race you are. Really, I mean, you know, if, if you're a very, if you're a very very poor Somalian or white kid or whatever, it doesn't matter. You're still poor. You're still struggling. So it doesn't matter about that. But I understand that how whatever percentage, eighty or eighty five, that happen to be a certain race that are, you know, better players. Now, I'm, I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break news to everybody today. Your school's cheating. Yeah, yeah. I don't care what school it is. If it's a if it's a if it's a school that has a football team that's D one, that yeah, you're paying players. Yeah, they're they're cheating. They're they're definitely cheating. So everybody, the thing, thing, how, how could you not? How could you not? And that's what the I thing that I don't, don't get. Think. When I sit back and think about it, though, the enforcement side of it from the NCAA, it's almost like uh, it's almost like a federal game warden in duck hunting. I mean, you could drive right down the road and see people killing 35 ducks a day. Why aren't you getting them? Why are you coming and bothering me? Because I'm shooting one over. Yeah. You know, it, it, they're very life. choosy in who they get. Yeah. Yes, that's life. They can punish all this and get away with it. They don't, I mean, we have very small fan base. You can't punish Alabama and get away with it. Not right Ooh, now. No. Maybe when Saban retires, maybe. You know, I think that's when it comes down. Yeah, and it, it. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you got. I mean, dude, everybody's cheating. I mean, all, I mean, who, who was it? Was it oh LSU's basketball coach? Like, they, did, I don't even think they fired him. It's mean, unbelievable. I mean, they, they, On recording. Yeah, I mean, our, they, yeah, they have a recording of it. They took our whole program down, completely destroyed it, almost destroyed Hugh Freeze's life, which, I mean, I like Freeze. I know Freeze personally, but you you, all, you go through all this because Ole Miss does, does this, but yet LSU's been basketball coach can say, yeah, we paid them this and paid this and paid this, and he still works for them. On recording, two hundred and something thousand dollars for one player. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And everybody knows that Cam Newton got paid by well, state offered whatever one fifty or whatever it was. It doesn't matter. State and Auburn both were. And I'm sure other schools too, but they were the ones that. I mean, they basically admitted it. I mean, it's that's a that's a known deal. That's not like a, a urban legend or myth. I mean, it's they. Literally paid him to play football, and Laramie Tunsil got paid, and Lafon uh, Trevorrow got paid, and everybody else got paid. Heck yeah! You're idiots if you don't pay him. You know the the one with Cam though, man, putting the money through the church. You know that was also that was done through the Chris Jones deal over here in Houston. They put that money through the church to get Chris Jones to Mississippi State. Smart way of doing it. It worked. Heck yeah. Auburn was well known for the paying in poker chips. Hmm. Good idea, really. 
All right, Roberto. Let you roll on back to the house. I'm glad y'all wore them out in Tennessee River today. Yeah, Tennessee River provided right off the Mississippi. Ohio River, tributaries. Bailey. All right, brother. Well, I will talk to you later on. Keep Jesse straight for me, please. Keep him off of it. Thank you again, Rob. We want to thank all of you that listened to this edition of the End of the Line podcast. Powered by DuckSouth.com.